And welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I am your host, Christian Shabu, and we have got a very exciting episode, actually three episodes here, a series here with some incredible people. They are members of the leadership team of Men Up. And so we want to welcome in Matt and John. Thank you both for being here with us. And we've got a really exciting experience lined up here on the podcast. It might be a first ever in the universe of podcasts. We're actually doing a workshop series here. This is something that Men Up has been known to do. It's what we've done from the earliest times together, leading workshops with young people, with members of our community in New Haven and even beyond New Haven. And so we figured let's try that in a podcast format. So hopefully all that are listening really dig into this experience with us. It's going to be similar to the kind of conversations we've been having throughout the first three seasons of the Men Up podcast. But then also there are some activities that we've developed together that you'll be able to access on the Men Up website. So we hope that you all really deeply engage with us. We think it's going to be really fun, really interesting. So we're going to get into the work here. But before we do that, I want to take a moment uh, to first acknowledge both Matt and John as members of our leadership team that really drive this work. Matt, I want to go to you first as somebody who has been a part of Men Up since almost day one, six years ago. At that time, you were a student when you joined Men Up, and now you are a member of the Men Up community and many communities in the Connecticut area. Like, what have you gotten out of being a part of Men Up and being a leader? I think one of the biggest impacts that I can point out is how much my mentality shifted from wanting to be the man and allowing society to like dictate the definition of that to being me as a man and letting that not be a fixed idea. Mm, That's powerful. Also folks that are listening right now should know that Matt is at this point, a seasoned podcaster. He was on season two of the men up podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode with Matt and Louie, who are two young people who started with men up as students and are now uh, incredible leaders and contributors to this work, please go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, John, I wanna come to you on the other end of the spectrum here. We've got Matt who's been a part of this work since almost the beginning stages when George and I started Men Up uh, six years ago. You're the most recent addition to our team here uh, and also uh, entered into this work as an adult. You know, a lot of the folks that have joined Men Up, uh, they've entered in at a younger age in their teens or twenties. And you're an adult and have entered into this work with Men Up and in a very different phase of your life. So what has Men Up meant to you? Community um, is the first word that comes to mind. It's a community that's allowing me to challenge or, you know, that challenges me, but is also supportive and allows me to explore my thoughts and vulnerabilities um, in what it is to be a man. So much like Matt just said, like, it's not just you know, it's about redefining what it is to be a man and what manhood means. Um, But, but not only is it that discussion, it's the action that you all bring back to me to actually challenge and uh, turn those thoughts and ideas into actions for that self-improvement. That's beautiful. And I want to say the thing that I've gotten out of being a part of Men Up beyond having started this and, and, you know, the, the things that you get out of starting a, a new project and, and trying to do good in the world. What I love so much about this group and what y'all have contributed to me is that we come into this space. And of course we have activities, exercises, conversation prompts that we enter into to really push ourselves. But I find the most powerful push that ends up getting offered in our spaces together is from one another and just how deeply we listen to one another and are invested in one another. Uh, and so I want to say thank you 
to both of you, Matt and John, but also acknowledge that I think that that's where so much power in this work is to being in community, to listening to one another and say, hey, there is something related to manhood and masculinity and how we want to be living our lives and then the shifts that we want to make that we can aspire to uh, and be on that path and know that we might stumble and that we have a community around us to push us to keep going, but also to support us when we do stumble and get back on the path. So I want to take a moment to get grounded. When we were doing exercises, activities, workshops in person together, uh, we would always take a moment to just get clear on our intention for our time. So we're going to ask all of us here uh, on the podcast and all of you listening to just take a moment, take a deep breath in and let it out. Take another deep breath in and let it out. One more time. And wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this episode, think about what you want to get out of the next moments together, right? Or think about one intention you want to set for yourself today, where it, wherever your day is at, to push yourself powerfully. Obviously, we're in this conversation around manhood and masculinity and redefining what that means for us and for our society. But we can also set intentions for ourselves that are going to push us forward in our everyday life that can be really powerful too. We're going to get into this conversation that we're calling the reframe. And our intention here today uh, is around awareness, right? And so the conversation that we're going to have here today, also the work that we're setting ourselves up and y'all who are listening here today is all around gaining awareness around the current ideas we have around manhood and masculinity and why those are challenging. I'll start with you, Matt, on when you think about manhood and masculinity, when, when you think about those two words, we, we land on those a lot in our men up work, right? It's the thing we're trying to redefine. But when you hear those two words, what are the images, words, or ideas that come to mind for you? It's kind of funny. The first image that comes to mind is like of Jason Momoa. Like he's muscular, gives the, which gives the idea of strength, like is a father, which is like for me centered around the word manhood. Um, and if you follow him on Instagram, he always like posts pictures of him on a motorcycle or like these knives that he's working on, or just like him getting dirty with like, like building or working on cars and stuff. And it just gives me the idea of like, just him being a badass. And you know what I mean? Like just the whole thing put together is like, yeah, whenever I hear manhood or, or masculinity, and it's just like, Yep, that's the first image that pops up in my head. That's awesome, Matt, that you have such a clear image and, and what this person, right, who you're primarily engaging with on social media or in media generally, right? Like that, that's an important thing for us to remember is so much of the ideas around identity, around manhood and masculinity, they might come from our close community, our family, the folks that we live around, but they also come from the people that we engage with who are in media, who we now see on social media, right? So that's really powerful that you acknowledge that. I want to go over to you, John. When you think about manhood and masculinity, when you hear those words, what are the ideas, the images, the people that come up for you? Yeah, I think similarly, there's the stereotypical initial thoughts you get, right? Of physically fit human beings or men walking around with shirts off, right? Just flexing all over the place. Um, and that seeps some aura of confidence, right? Um, and then along the same lines, like building things, having cool cars, right? The, the 
the media stereotypical thoughts of like, hey, this is what's portrayed and what you see in magazines and and this is what it means to be a man because that's what's portrayed. But um, for me personally, like it, it, I think about loving and supporting my family as well. Um, mm. And when when you hear that word, like being supportive of your family, a lot of times it's that financial burden, which is or not a burden, but the financial responsibility. Um, and, and again, that's portrayed in media, right? Like you have to be able to buy things and do all this other stuff. And, and while that's a thing, like you need to be able to live and, and keep the lights on. Um, I think the undertone of what it means to love and support my family has changed partially due to the work we're, we've done here in this community, but it's really improving myself so that I can be there a hundred percent wholeheartedly to accept the challenges and the call outs that are given to me and actually improve upon them to be a better partner, a better father, a better mentor, right? All of those things. How I become a better person in the relationships that I have in my daily life. That's a really powerful thing for us to come to when we're talking about what our definitions of manhood and masculinity, ultimately what we want them to be centered in, right? I want to stick here for a moment on, we identified a lot of the images that we get from media, from society at large around like what traditional manhood and masculinity has meant, like is very physically oriented, right? Like that's what we've heard a lot of here, whether it's being physically strong, whether it's like crafting things physically with your hands, we've heard those sorts of things, right? And I think what's really powerful is that to your point, John, we we get these images, we get these ideas, right? And they're, they're fed to us. We see them constantly in TV, on social media, whatever. And I think what's been really powerful for all of us here is having a space to talk about those ideas, right? Because because otherwise you don't talk about them. You see an ad, you see somebody on social media, you're like, oh, okay, that's what manhood and masculinity is supposed to be. But but creating space to be in conversation about like, is that what manhood and masculinity is supposed to be? Or is that what I want it to be for me? I think is really some of the powerful work around awareness, right? It starts with being in conversation with other folks and asking questions. I wonder for both of you, you know, what are some of the lived experiences either present day that you're having or in your past that have helped you to understand manhood and masculinity, whether that's in a, in a positive and an empowering way or in a disempowering way, right? Are there certain people that you identify with uh, understanding manhood and masculinity? Are there certain moments that you identify with? I've realized a lot of what manhood and masculinity means to me comes from my mom and the desire to be nothing like the toxic man I was exposed to when I was younger. Um, yeah, I just want to be better. Um, a lot of the changes I made to what is manhood and masculinity in the more positive sense, I owe to Christian, you, Shabu. Um, Thanks, man. Day, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like just daily, like being so positive and willing to help anyone, just uh, co-creating and leading the charge um, on refining manhood and masculinity. It's like, for the past six years, it's what I've been exposed to for cons consistently, you know what I mean? Um, which I can't say a lot of, you know, growing up, I've had that consistency. You and I have had these conversations in the past, obviously, because six years, we've been in close proximity with one another. And there's something really powerful that I think both of us share, which is like we both identify 
our moms as being a source for understanding manhood and masculinity. And coupled with that is this idea of men in our lives, no matter how close we were to them when we were younger, like getting clear early on that like, oh, I don't want to be like that person. I think that's both an important awareness to have. And I think the work that I know you've done, I know I'm doing and continuing to do is that it's one thing to say, this is what I don't want to be. But then the work is saying, okay, what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Right. Like, cause it's, it's different work, right? It's important to have the awareness of like, okay, these are the things I don't want to do, but these are the things I do want to do. Right. Like that, this gives us the path to like, this is how I want to go forward. So I think that's really powerful for you to identify, but also know that like, that's where a lot of the work is in both awareness and then action. Yeah. I mean, family, both past and present, I think plays a huge, huge role in that for me. Um, so similar, you know, you guys have brought up past family, um, but also organizations, whether it was organized sports or extracurricular organizations that I was part of, whether it's the Boy Scouts or actually like church in my younger days. Um, and then media, of course, right? Like media that I've consumed um, and how that's changed over the years. I think we, re we recently identified like it's not only um, the past experiences we've had, again, whether that's past family members, organizations, media, but, but also like today, right. You can be impacted by things and, and those impacts shift. So, um, when I say family, it's not just the blood family, but your chosen family, right. So men up is part of that family. So not just thinking about my past experiences, but who are the people I'm surrounding myself with, right. What are the experiences I'm allowing myself to have or not, or not to have. That's really powerful. Yeah. And like you just said, like, it's, if you say, if you can identify, Hey, these are the people I don't want to be like, then who are the role models you're then choosing to look up to? Right. And, and how are you making that decision and, and weighing those, those options? Knowing that all three of us have been involved in sports at, at younger years uh, in our life, Matt, you, you're a much closer to those younger years than John and I are at this point. Uh, Matt's laughing right now. He laughs every time that we acknowledge that John and I are significantly older than him. He thinks it's funny. We don't find it funny, Matt. Um, but we've all been involved in sports uh, and I think have identified that sports shaped in part some of our understanding of what it means to be a man, the, the man that we want to be, what masculinity is, what, what that looks like performed, right? So like, what are some of those ideas that were related to our sports experience that shaped us positively or negatively, right? Uh, when we think about our manhood and masculinity, I know for me, it's the classic one of like the only emotion that can be shown is like, or the only emotions that can be shown are like fairly aggressive, right? Like they're all related to competition, right? That like, there's not a lot of space for, you know, if you're, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or, or if in a moment, like emotions, you know, are, are, yeah, they're too much to handle, right? Like there's no space on the field for that. Right. And so, and for me that connected a lot to like, okay, well then that means that there's no space for being overwhelmed or not knowing the answers or, or not knowing how to act or react in other areas of life. Right. And so that's been some of the work that I've had to undo and, and redefine. I wrestled and I think that was the, the most impactful um, experience on my on my idea of manhood masculinity, because I mean, um, at the time, like at the time I was Christian and, you know, believing or being exposed to like 
gay, like gayness being a, a bad thing, right? And um, and like not wanting to be gay and like being scared of of that idea. Um, but then wrestling and being in close proximity and you know, like just being near um, men like all the time and getting comfortable with the idea, like, okay, I am not gay. So I have no need to be like worried about it or anything like that. And there's nothing wrong with being gay. So, yeah, I mean, like that was like the biggest thing I I took away from wrestling was like just being comfortable in my sexuality and I'm being comfortable with other people's sexuality as well. It's interesting you note that, Matt, right? Because there's a perhaps a physical intimacy that is allowed in sports, right? Allowed in quotes, right? And that that somehow doesn't have any bearing on sexuality or, or sexual preference. But if you carry any sort of intimacy related to another man, right? Like into other areas of life, that's when it becomes somehow unacceptable, right? Or it gets deemed gay or gets somehow connected to what your sexual preference is, right? And so it's so fascinating that like, on one hand, what you're describing is something really positive, which is like being a part of wrestling allowed you to get really comfortable with ideas of, you know, physical proximity to other men and that, that that's not connected to sexuality and things like that. But on another hand, it also highlights like where there are some challenges in our ideas of manhood and masculinity in, in other areas of our existence. Yeah, this is, this is interesting. I think one of the first words that came to mind when, when you started this conversation was just integrity um, mm. of like how you play the game or the sport you're doing and, and how you hold yourself accountable to your team, right? And that translates into work, to your family. Um, so, you know, where is your integrity level and in, in where are you going to hold yourself accountable to how you want to live your life, participate in this game, hold yourself accountable to your teammates. Right. Um, so that, that was like my big idea, but then like along Matt's lines, like I can think of multiple instances where it was just like, man, this person does not impress me because it's just their attitude or their way they're going about playing the game. Mm. Right. Like, like there's so many, negative instances in the sports that I played, um, football, lacrosse, um, where I'm just like, yeah, like that, that didn't feel good. Right. To like have that lived experience. Um, so that's, I guess that's where the toxic masculinity part shows up of like, you're, you're there to to play a game and have some fun and it becomes so much more than that. Right. And, uh, it's kind of gross. You just mentioned something, John, that I think we wrestle a lot with in our men up work, right? And and I think broadly in our society, we're wrestling with, and it's come up a lot in other podcast episodes that we have this season and, and prior, which is this idea of toxic masculinity, right? Specifically in identifying the difference between manhood, masculinity, and when it becomes toxic. What do you see as the difference between when something becomes toxic as related to manhood and masculinity and when something is not toxic and and not disempowering. The main difference is the idea of power and what to do with it. You know what I mean? Like I believe the collective of men up defines manhood and masculinity as acknowledging that in the everyday world, because we are men, we hold a lot of the power um, sometimes over certain other people who are not men. Instead of using that to allow us to act how we want to 
we should be using that to help those who don't have the same amount or the same power. I think this is, as a new member of the MenUp community, I think this is still something I'm working to define myself and really understand. Um, you know, you guys have a couple of years head start, but uh, so shout out to you for doing that work, first of all. Um, but yeah, it's, I think I agree, right? It's, it's, the, it's the power, the privilege. And so, and how do, you, how do you use that for good? How do you use that appropriately? And, and use it is a weird word, right? Like, how do you carry yourself with that integrity to tie it back to what I said before, where you're, where you're just, you know, you're doing the right thing because it's the right thing, not because it's cool, mm. because it makes you the cool kid on the field. Well, I think that's where we're going to end our conversation in the reframe here today. And it's a really powerful experience, y'all, Matt and John, to, to hear y'all be in process, have all of us in process here together. Right? And I think that's an important thing to note is that we are by no means experts, right? And we are all in this work knowing that we're starting at some point and there's a whole lot of work to do, right? Whether it's to unlearn, to redefine, to, to be aware ourselves, to gain that awareness. And that work happens on our own uh, individually, which is why we're giving folks activities to explore on their own. And we're going to explore too and come back for episode two of this series together and, and talk a little bit more about it. If you're listening, can head over at some point to themenup.com. And there are exercises there that you can take on. We'll also describe them a little bit more in this episode too. So keep listening for that. Uh, but for today, just want to say thank you to Matt, to John, who will be back for session two and session three. We appreciate y'all. So we started this episode focused on our definitions of manhood and masculinity. What we think and feel when we hear those words. And we're going to dig a bit deeper to get aware of our own personal definition of manhood and masculinity with today's exercise, the Awareness Inventory. This exercise, which will take you about 30 to 60 minutes to complete, asks you to observe. Look at the world and the community around you, daily interactions you have, articles and social media posts you read, TV shows, movies, and podcasts with all of the advertisements embedded. Also reflect on the experiences you've had in your own life, past and present, and ask yourself this question. What has my world told me about what it means to be a man? Remember to check out the principal worksheet on themenup.com and also remember that this is episode and exercise one of three. This is foundational, important work that we're doing together. Let's go. Let's go.